Oh, hi, everybody. My name is Matt Storrs, and welcome to Matt's Explaining. Today on the episode, we have somebody who is going to talk about a food item that they are an expert in. Expert, please introduce yourself and let us know what you're an expert in. Hi there. My name is Charlie Blankenfeld, and I'm an expert in making bagels. Awesome. So my understanding of the bagel making process is that it is kind of an involved process that is completely and utterly dependent upon the water that is used. So there's a lot of discussion about New York bagels being the best, mostly because of the New York water and how well it is like sanitized and developed. There's not a clear indication of what is going into those, whether it's like like a high calcium amount or something like that, or there's some pH balance that's different. But that's generally my understanding that like it all starts with the water. But then you have to have like traditional bagels, I believe, had their basis in Poland. They're like a delicacy for the Polish royalty. And they were originally like hand-shapened. And so they didn't always come out with that characteristic circular with the hole in the middle. But typically they'll be boiled kind of like how you would make cauliflower if you didn't want it to get as bitter tasting if you like overcooked it. So like you boil them for like a minute, minute and a half, and then you would bake them. You would add things on top of them with the most traditional method of topping being the pizza bagel at this point, I believe is the most popular topping for bagels at this point in at least America. I understand that mm -hmm. it's become the most popular, especially along, among the children. Um, it, uh -huh. it, it is when pizza is on a bagel, it's bagels anytime, I believe is the catchphrase. And that ultimately was what happened in the 70s when there was a huge fight over the copyright to the pizza bagel, who yeah. came up with it, who developed the idea, what toppings denote a pizza bagel, whether or not it's just cheese, what you would argue that it's pretty absurd to me. You have like bagels with Asiago cheese on them before that, I'm sure. But is it the addition of the tomato sauce and the cheese, or is it tomato sauce, cheese, and then another topping? Is it that three thing? And there's a lot of debate. I believe it went up to the Supreme Court and got us some pretty definitive case law about what can be considered A, a bagel, and B, what can be considered appropriate toppings. Thus, pizza bagels were able to permeate into our society, become as prevalent <laughs> as they are now getting them freshly made at your local deli, whether it's getting them frozen from the store. Personally, I think that all bagels should be toasted. I think that cream cheese can yep. be good. I think that there are too many options of cream cheese now. Cream cheese typically, it, there's the people that barely spread anything on it. And then there are people that are very, very thick. Personally, I think that peanut butter is a very good option for most bagels. When I was growing up, I played football. And when we had like practices after games, like the aerobics the next morning, they would serve us bagels. And there would be cream cheese and like strawberry cream cheese. And I had to fight. I had to fight for peanut butter to get added. And I'm like, there has a high 
protein content. There are going to be people that don't, they're dairy free at that time. The idea of somebody being dairy free was kind of unexpected to them. It was more of like peanut butter or peanuts being more of a concern. And I got to say, I was pretty pleased with myself because it took till my senior year, they finally listened to me and we got that peanut butter as something that we could use for our bagels. It wasn't our most successful season. And I don't think I can equate that to the peanut butter. I think that everybody had substantial gains in terms of their muscle density and content. But I think we just kind of carbo loaded a little too much going into that next week. And some of our dietary concerns could have been addressed a little bit more appropriately. So based on what you've heard so far, about how accurate would you say that I've been? I, It's about a 50%. A 50%. Okay. I'll go with that. Yeah. Is that all right? Oh yeah. You're the expert here. So I'm, I'm eager to hear what you have to say about bagels. Well, I, where do I start? I guess I start with the water. I use Phoenix tap water. Okay. And uh, that's it. And okay. I don't about it. Is and that filtered at all or anything? A little bit. Yeah. It's, it's filtered. Yes, it's filtered. I, r- I run it through just a couple simple filters. Okay. Like a Brita, like a Brita filter. Excellent. And uh, yes, you're accurate about the history and it's Eastern European in origin. Okay. And I remember reading that the earliest, it was a gift, a maternity gift to pregnant, pregnant men, men and women. Okay. Pregnant women. Right. Sorry. Right. The pre- the, but like the couple itself. Yes, I think so. Okay. And where it got a little sideways was the pizza bagel conversation. And so that's the 50% that is, I, is, is where I, I guess, disagree. Okay. Just in terms of the, the legal history of the pizza bagel or more substantial than that? I honestly don't know what to say. I've been approached many times to do pizza bagels and I've even been I've even been asked to make pizzas and bagels out of the same dough. I see. Which was a fascinating thing and it, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, where... May I, may I ask a question? Sure, go ahead. Yes. So <clears throat> the people that are asking you to make the pizza bagels and the pizza itself, what is the age generally of these people? Six to 12 Six to 12. So they're, they, so it is the demographic for pizza bagels. It's not like 60 year olds being like, what I really want, I want a pizza bagel. Right, right. Okay. Correct. Correct. And uh, the toasting is a, is a, the toasting is a controversy about I whether see. to toast a bagel or not to toast a bagel. And I am, I'm anti toasting. Okay. Why, why would you, why would you say, I mean, I guess you get access to fresher bagels making them so, so frequently. Yeah. The best bagel is a bagel. That's like one hour out of the oven. I see. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever had a bagel that's been that fresh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something new. It's amazing. It's, it's life-changing. Okay. Do you have a preferred <laughs> style of bagel? Style, flavor you mean? Like yeah. topping wise? Yeah. Topping wise, way you like to prepare it. I think salt is my favorite. Okay. A salt bagel with plain cream cheese is my favorite. A close second is a sesame bagel with peanut butter. Ooh, yeah. I can see that being pretty delicious. Yes. 
do you have a set of bagels that are like your biggest seller or that you look forward to making that specific bagel at, at your at your establishment? Uh, the everything bagel is the most popular bagel. Okay. Uh, honestly, I, looking forward to making bagels is not, it's just work. So there's really no looking forward to the whole thing. I see. I see. And how long have you owned your bagel business? Bagelfelds, I've been making bagels two years. Two years. And what is your, what is your experience been in those two years? Do you feel, would you feel you've learned quite a bit in that time? Yeah, it's been a huge trial and error. We make bagels the first year we made bagels twice a week and sold at farmer's markets. And so it was very much like an ongoing experiment relative to the time, the temperature, the dough, the and the, all of the conditions surrounding the bagel to get, to make a good bagel. And you could really only test it twice a week. Now that we sell bagels daily, we kind of got it locked in, I guess is, is, would be the term, but it's, it's an ongoing learning process. Even though I'm two years in part of me, I do feel like I'm an expert, but then part of me feels like there's always more to learn about the, the, it's, it's like an algebra equation and you got all the variables between the yeast, the water, the time, temperature in the kitchen, and that sort of thing that it makes, it's a tricky, you never know exactly how it's going to come out the next day. Absolutely. And what would you say in like that first year, what was like the biggest hindrance or like biggest hurdle that you experienced with, with making them? Honestly, the ice, it, it's the temperature in the kitchen and the temperature of the dough mm -hmm. while you're making and rolling and shaping the bagels affects the final quality as it comes out of the oven. I see. And, and, and getting through that and negating a hot working in a hot kitchen makes it difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and if to use the algebra equation or for there, figuring out that temperature aspect is kind of the X variable of we need to figure this out. And once we got, we have most everything else ready to go or kind of filtered in, but then we kind of have to solve for X. And once we have that, we have a balanced equation. Correct. And it's, and it's funny how I, part of how I learned it was like a YouTube video of a bagel factory or kitchen in New York. Mm -hmm. And he said that his head baker would adjust the yeast to the temperature and humidity in the kitchen. I see. Okay. So he's messing with a different variable. I, I'm choosing never to change the recipe and I would work with him to adjust the temperature. I see. So you kind of worked your way around it, so to speak, of like figuring out what's going to work best for you in your environment. Right. And I felt it was safer to not go tweaking the recipe. Right. Yeah. Because like then you have a day that's 10 degrees colder or something like that. And then you got to redo the recipe again. Right. Right. You need to keep some of the variables constant. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Where I want to put you didn't explain any of that in the beginning of your talk. There. Oh yeah. I, uh, that's, I knew nothing about that. I'm all I knew was the water, the right. water, general shape, dense 
that's generally my biggest uh, understandings of bagels. So this has been very informative for me. If people wanted to learn more about you, wanted to visit your establishment, where could they find out more about you, more about uh, your sure. place of work? Uh, the name of our uh, shop is Bagelfeld. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's bagelfeld.com. And we're on Instagram under bagelfelds. And we're in Phoenix. We're a little bit hard to find. We're off of 29th Street in Thomas. Mm-hmm. And that's a good, that's a pretty good area. If I recall correctly, it's a, per, it's a perfect, I, I am the only person in the middle of the fifth largest city in the country making bagels. That's, that's crazy. How's that experience been being like that? The only person doing that. It's pretty good. I mean, business is good. They're, they're, they're selling and every day is, yeah, it's a, it's good. We've been at the shop and the store has been open for about seven months now. Oh, that's fantastic. And the shop's name again? Bagelfeld. Bagelfeld. And they can find you on Instagram and then on 29th Street and Thomas in Phoenix? Correct. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I appreciate it being interviewed. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. My name's Matt Stores, and this has been Matt Splaining.